Here we go round the mulberry bush, the mulberry bush, the mulberry bush. Here we go round the mulberry bush early in the morning. All right, real stupid way to start a podcast, but then isn't it always? Um, hey folks, it's me, Harlan Williams. You are riding down the Harlan Highway. Great to have you here. Uh, lots to cover today. It's a mixed bag today of like goofy, funny stuff and, you know, more introspective analysis and kind of serious stuff because I had a pickle in my face about a couple of items and I have to I had to vent a little and I'm going to vent. Oh, I'm going to vent. I'm going to vent today. But we have other stuff. Okay, we're going to be talking about being scared. Have you ever been scared? We're going to be talking about the system, the system here in the United States. Um, Christopher Walken's calling in to say hello. Me and him are going to be uh, talking about mac and cheese. Uh, Fake boobs. We're going to be talking about fake boobs. You got to love that. And then Greece. What the hell? How is it that Greece is controlling the, the economy? We're going to get into that. It's going to get good and greasy right here on the Harlan Highway. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. Relax. Get ready to have fun. What we've got here is failure to communicate. One cheeseburger with everything coming up. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harlan Highway. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. This is Harlan Williams. I'm a human being. God damn it. Hong Kong toot toot beep beep. Hey. Wow. I'm just doing some throat exercises there. Because we're getting ready to do a nice show here. And if I'm talking like this, you're not going to like it. But if I'm talking like this... Old sexy pipes here. Oh, you're going to just... What are you going to do? You'll probably sit in your car and stare out at the sunset and dream I'm there holding your hand. The box of chocolates and a pirate's hat on. Arg! Um, how are you doing today? I hope you're having fun. i got to talk to you ladies about something. Um, the fake breasts, ladies... The augmentation. You know, I know why you're doing it. You're doing it to attract the man. You want to look sexier. You want to look healthier. You want to look hotter. And I'm not saying that you don't. Because, yeah, they work. But here's the problem. You're getting them filled with silicone. Okay? Now, if you really want them to work, if you really want to attract the men, ladies, get your breasts filled with Heineken. Okay? Put some nice Heine in your boobies. Or, you know, some some Guinness. Maybe even have them put on a couple of nipple taps. You know? Be like getting your nipples pierced, but instead of little steel rods, you can get little mini beer taps. I mean, ladies, you'll get any guy you want after that. You'll put hooters out of business. Heineken-filled breasts. Mmm. 
You can take them to a picnic. You can smuggle them into a concert. You can get them on an airplane. Free booze! Although, please be careful if you're nursing a child. Um, that could be a problem. Because you know what happens. Babies get drunk. They get rowdy. They get behind the wheel of an automobile. Next thing you know, they're flipping minivans through the drive-thru at Arby's. Oh, ladies, we love you. Keep doing what you're doing, but keep on thinking of ways to bring us closer to you. Pop, pop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Booze-filled boobs. I think it's a genius idea. Um, But here's something that, on the other side of genius, is borderline dumb and baffling me. Okay, and and keep in mind, I'm not an economist, I'm not a CPA, I'm not a, uh, a financial whiz, but can someone explain to me why Greece is destroying the world? Can someone explain to me why Greece is tumbling the world economy? I'm a little baffled, and I know there's people out there, uh, you know, who are who are listening, who are of the mindset of uh, knowing uh, economics. And they're probably like, well, Harlan, dot, 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 dot. But I'm sitting here as a lay person, as a layman, as a laywoman, um, and I don't understand it. Here we have this little country that's famous for, uh, you know, tzatziki and baklava. And little curly shoes and guys, you know, sitting around with their worry beads fishing for squid. And people uh, smashing uh, plates on the floor and dancing around them. Okay? And it's this little tiny, tiny country way over there on the Mediterranean. You know, not not a economic powerhouse by any means. I think they export calamari. And uh, mandolin music. And yet somehow this little tiny country that can't seem to manage their uh, bank book is like a dead weight wrapped around the ankle of the United States of America and dragging us to the bottom of the sea and we're drowning. I mean, every time I turn on the news, it's like, well, the stock market plummeted today on uh, worries that Greece's economy was sliding deeper and deeper into something, you know, and I'm like, who cares? What are they selling in Greece? Weaved baskets and, you know, uh, pickled fish? What's going on? This is the United States of America. Superpower. We invented the internet and nuclear bombs and the telephone and electricity and automobiles and airplanes. Hey, Greece, how's that calamari coming? What? You're not doing so well? Uh-oh, well, looks like you're pulling down the superpower of the world into the basement. What is happening? And again, like I said, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not versed on world economics, but what the hell? What's next, Bermuda? 
Uh, I got some bad news, everybody. Uh, Bermuda had a bad year, and, uh, well, looks like United States of America going to have to shut down for just a little bit. You see, uh, Bermuda was selling uh, sponges and uh, sand dollars down on the beaches to all the tourists, and, uh, well, had a bit of bad weather. Tourists didn't show up this year, and, uh, well, Bermuda's not doing so well. So good night, United States of America. I'm just mystified. And not, it's not just the United States. You know, Greece goes down. Germany goes down. The U.K. goes down. Russia goes down. What? It's almost like we're a boat. The whole world's a boat. And somehow the cork is Greece. And some, uh, you know, some guy in little curly slippers and a little hat and ruffled uh, sleeves was jigging on down the road with some smoked herring on his back and a bucket of calamari, some tzatziki sauce, mandolin music playing. He's jigging on down the road. Ooh, what is this in the middle of the road? This looks like a cork. Oh, my, the whole world is sinking. I shouldn't have pulled the cork. Oh, God, it, it drives me nuts. I could see if, if China went under or the USSR, Russia, the UK, maybe. Again, a small island with people with bad teeth. Uh, excuse me, Father. Uh, I think I made a boo-boo. What you got, son? What you got? Uh, looks like I pulled a cork out the ground, Father. Oh, Christ, we're all going to die. Call the United States. Tell them it's all over. Okay, Daddy. Um, so I don't know. And if it is Greece that somehow we're so intricately linked with Greece and our fate rides on Greece, up yours, Greece. Get your act together, man. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Get your act together. Tired of being dragged down by Greece. Even the word Greece. Who names their country Greece? <laughs> Isn't Greece something we try to avoid? Is it? Oh, Christ. Look at that stove. It's just covered with grease. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't make out with her. Her hair was so greasy. Look at his greasy face. All oily and pimply like. I mean, what? Who names their country Greece? Good Lord. So, anyways, that's my Greece rant, and uh, us regular folks are just mystified. Get it together, Greece, and stop screwing up our finances. Harvest some extra tzatziki or bring some more shrimp and calamari up from the bottom of the sea. Get it, get it together. There, I scolded Greece for all of you. You're welcome. Holland! Are you there? Holland, my boy! Christopher Walken calling. I'm just making myself some macaroni and cheese. It's good, I like it. Don't know if you've had it. I'll go for the stuff in a box. Wow! I mean doesn't get much better than this. 
can add tuna or chicken. Maybe some ground beef. Spam! Spam is good. You cube it. You dice it. You put it in that mac and cheese and bam, zoom! You got something special, Harlan. Something special. You don't want to add that skim milk, though. Skim milk is not going to make you the cheesiest macaroni and cheese that you could possibly have. You want whole milk. Cream is too heavy. Whole milk good. 2% is just that. It's 2% of nothing. Whole milk, my man. Whole milk. And spam. That would be my preference. Again, little garlic. Little onion. Anybody. Uh woo yeah, you gotta love it when good old Christopher Walken calls. Ah uh, woo Werewolves of London. Werewolves Ghost Schoolies. Anybody here ever seen a ghost? <gasps> Aren't they invisible? How could you see a ghost? Hey look, a ghost, where? No, that's that's my buddy Ed. Oh. I guess he's just Needs to hit a tanning booth or something. And what is it with us humans when we get scared? Even the most refined people lose it. Scholars. Academics. Speech therapists. People with degrees. We lose it. We become stutterers. What is that? When we see a ghost, it's like, Ah! A ghost! Why do we stutter when we see a ghost? Or you're at the beach. Here comes Jaws, trucking through the surf. You jump up and point. Shark! What's that, man? Why can't we get it out? I mean, is that the reaction you're gonna have if Charles Manson's coming at you? He's scary, right? He runs up on you with a machete. And you're like, Charlie! Jeffrey Dahmer shows up, hasn't eaten in a few days. He wants himself some legs. Not chicken legs, human legs. Hmm? Jeffrey Dahmer runs up with his little red lobster bib around his neck. Jeffrey Come on, people. Get it together. Next time you see a ghost, just go, ghost! Next time you see a shark, just go, shark! Next time you see Charles Manson or Jeffrey Dahmer, just go, oh crap, I'm dead. And if you see someone on their cell phone at Chipotle, say, get off your damn phone, jackass! Yeah. Here's a little story, and this is... Can you hear the irritation in my voice? Do me a favor, everybody. When you're ordering food, or you're in a lineup that affects a bunch of people, get off your damn phone. Check it out. You've all been to Chipotle, or Chipotle, or Chipotle, or however you say it. I don't speak of the Spanish, man. Um... This is how Chipotle works. Real simple premise, in and out quickly. What you do is you walk up. There's a friendly person behind the counter. What will you have? A taco, a burrito, a salad, 
boom, boom, boom. They slap it down, and uh, they start your order, and then it goes through an assembly line where you go, do you want beans? Do you want lettuce? Do you want guacamole? Do you want cream cheese? Do you want... Do you want uh, salsa? Do you want, uh, you know, whatever. There's just like 20 different uh, things they put on your, uh, your, your food. You get to kind of uh, create as you go, right? So first of all, you walk up and they go, what will you have? And you say, well, I want a burrito or I want a taco or I want a, a burrito bowl or a salad, right? So I'm in there the other day. And there's a young guy and a young girl, you know, the dude's wearing the hat backwards and the, got a tattoo, of course, and the, he's got the half cut off shorts and there's his chick, you know, looking just as, I hate to say it, but white trashy as he is. Listen to me, man, but I'm pissed. I got to stop this. And I'm just telling you what I saw, right? And uh, they're standing there. And everyone's going through the line, and this chick walks up with her boyfriend. She's first, he's behind him, and then me. And uh, the lady's like, hello, what can I get you? And the chick's on her phone, talking. And instead of breaking away from the phone call, she just stays on the phone call. And they say, excuse me, ma'am, what can I get you? And the, the lady's being pleasant. To say the least, right away she sees what's going on. She's in her head. You can just tell she's going, are you serious? I work at Chipotle. Okay, I'm here slinging beans and salsa. And you're going to slow down the line, lady? So instead of uh, getting off her phone, this this inbreed just starts like pointing at stuff. And so now the, suddenly the lady behind the counter is on a quiz show. She's got to guess what, what, burrito? What? No, fajita? No, what, taco? What, salad? And then finally, the, the chick just nods her head because she's on a very important phone call, you know. And you're just like, good Lord, chick. Get over yourself. Go stand outside and do your phone call, you knob. And it wasn't just me. There, there was like, you know, you know how Chipotle works. There's like a lineup behind me. There's like 12 people behind me. Everyone's trying to get through there. We came to Chipotle because it's fast. You get your stuff, you get out, right? So then this knob moves from making her order, and now she goes down to the accrument line or whatever it's called, where all the uh, all the fixins are, the shredded cheese and the sour cream and the salsa, you know, all that stuff, right? Same deal. Uh, what can I put on your uh, burrito, ma'am? Nothing. Excuse me, ma'am, what can I put? She starts pointing again. And, of course, what? Cheese? No? Okay, what? Lettuce? No? Oh, guacamole? Yeah. And the chick just, like, points. And you're just like, you know what? You're just ignorant. Not only, uh, you know, and I know it's Chipotle, but not only are you disrespecting the girl behind the counter who really doesn't need the aggravation, you're disrespecting everyone in the line. You're disrespecting yourself because you just look like a selfish, self-important. Ugh. Can you hear how pissed I am? 
So what what I'm saying to you, and as Harland Highway listeners, I can't imagine any of you do this. Use your cell phone wisely. It's probably one of my most reoccurring pet peeves on this podcast that you've heard me go off about. Because it just... Oh, I, I could do a whole show dedicated to the times that I've been irritated by cell phone talkers. There's a real etiquette to this. You know, I maybe I should open a an etiquette, cell phone etiquette school. And just teach classes. You know? Now, this is the proper time when to talk on a cell phone. And this is an inappropriate time to talk about a se- on a cell phone. This level here is a good level to be at if you're in a crowded public situation. Talking way up here on your cell phone when you're right beside strangers at a bus stop, a restaurant, or an airplane terminal is probably not proper etiquette. Oh, yeah. You could just, you can make a killing. Somebody open a cell phone etiquette school, man. I mean, it boy, it goes down to texting, it goes down to driving, it goes down to public places. Nobody really set any rules when they created the cell phone. No, nobody uh, nobody uh, took into account the manners to go with it. So uh, just food for thought. If you want to make a few million bucks and contribute to society and make the world a better place, especially for me. Oh, 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 Charles. Oh, oh, Nelson. Oh, oh, Riley. Uh, Open, please open an etiquette school for cell phones. I pray that you do it. Um, And speaking of phones, oh, my God, let's get back to... uh, Listening to some more of my amazing uh, phone call from Christopher Walken. I believe he was uh, talking to me about foodstuffs, like macaroni and cheese and whatnot. Harlan, Christopher Walken calling your piece, probably. You should stay away from the mac and cheese altogether. That and bread. Unless you're in church and it's the body of Christ. Stay off the bread. Harlan, I'm going to go eat my mac and cheese. Call you again soon for your, your, your podcast, whatever that is. Are you there? Hello? I'll call you back. Oh. oh, the mac and cheese. Now, now walking just made me hungry for mac and cheese. Oh, don't you love your mac and cheese? I, I like the part where uh, where it's baked. I like the old baked mac and cheese, and then uh, it actually kind of gets a little bit burnt. Not burnt black, but like brown. It's got like a brown sheen across the top, and then I like getting in around the edges, the edges of the mac and cheese tray where it's kind of burnt and it sticks right to the glass like casserole tray. And it's kind of got a crunchy yet chewy texture. And then underneath, you got the soft, gooey, cheesy noodles. Oh, my God. Oh, 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 Charles. Oh, oh, oh. How many people now, thanks to Christopher Walken calling in and rambling about mac and cheese, 
are now Jones and for mac and cheese. I bet you are. If you weren't thinking about it, I bet you're thinking about it right now. You want a fun little tip, and it's it doesn't taste quite as good as if you do the whole process like boil the water and, you know, the, the craft mac and cheese, or as we called it as kids, we called it up in, up in Canada, we called it craft dinner. That was the name of it. We're having craft dinner tonight, but down here in the States, it's called mac and cheese, craft mac and cheese, but we just called it craft dinner. But now they have these little microwave bowls, okay? And uh, it's a good little hit of mac and cheese. It's it's a bit more chemically tasting because you don't add any butter. You don't add any salt. You don't really add any love. You basically you peel it open, the cheese sauce package with all that cheese powder, because, you know, that's cheese's powder. Um, that's inside. You take that out. You fill the little foam cup up to a little line inside. It goes filled to this line. And you put it in, and there's kind of this powdery stuff in in the bowl. And you nuke it for uh, three and a half minutes in your microwave oven. You take it out. You pour in the uh, little powdered cheese, stir it up, and it's like a little like a cereal bowl portion of mac and cheese. And it's it's always like just enough to almost fill you up. And you go, wow, that was close. No, just no, just under the radar. And then you got to you gotta do another one three and a half minutes later. But uh, it's a comfort food. It's a yummy food, um, you know. And if you haven't done it for a while... Go and check it out, player. Go get, oh, girl, I'm going to get my mac and cheese on, Biatch. Oh, yeah, girl. I'm, oh, I, what What am I doing Saturday night? Oh, I get my mac and cheese on, Biatch. Um, so there you go. Um, before we go, I want to uh, touch on, um, you know, just touch on a topic here about, uh, you know, I've been seeing this stuff on the news about, uh, you know, uh, child molesters and politicians and, uh, you know, criminals and people just doing wrong things. People doing bad things and lying about them when they get caught and trying to shift the blame and trying to say, oh, I have a psychological problem. I didn't. I didn't know I could um, be predatory with children, and I didn't know I wasn't allowed to, um, you know, be creepy around them. And I didn't know I was allowed to um, allocate funds to a special interest group. And I didn't know I wasn't, you know, people with the I don't, I didn't know. And it's just killing me. It's killing our legal system. It's killing my faith in 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 the idea of this country being safe and people are protected and uh people uh people should be punished for doing bad and rewarded for doing good but that that line doesn't exist anymore it almost feels like uh you know good people are getting punished there was a story on the news today where a border crossing uh, a, a, a patrol guard 
on the uh, on the uh, border between Mexico and the U.S. Uh, apparently, there was a mule runner, a drug running mule guy, a 15 year old kid, had a backpack filled with drugs, sneaking across, apprehended by border guards. One of the young border guards roughed the guy up a bit, like he, I don't know, he shook him, or I don't have the whole story. Did not, like, blacken his eyes or anything like that, okay? And uh, what happened is the, uh, the, some of the other border guards uh, testified against their comrade. And as the story goes, as I saw it reported, is the border guard may be going to jail for four years for roughing up an illegal alien sneaking into the country with a backpack full of drugs. God, God forbid you rough that kid up. You know, God forbid you rough him up for being a criminal for trying to sneak into the country. God forbid you rough him up for having a backpack full of illegal drugs that are going to infiltrate the system and could cause a lot of damage to people's families and their loved ones. God forbid that guy gets roughed up. And here's where the kicker happens, okay? The guy who got roughed up, the the little uh, drug mule, he got to go on the stand and testify against the border guard. And in doing so, he was given uh, a visa or some kind of uh, immigration papers so that he could now stay in the country. That was like kind of the plea deal. It's just it's just so frustrating. It's so frustrating to see all the rights of Americans and all the freedoms in this country just twisted around. Twisted around and manipulated and turned against it. It's the decay of this society. Yeah. I'm going to stand on a soapbox for a second. It is the de- de- decay of the, the system of freedom of of this great country when nobody can do anything, when the, the people that are in the wrong are somehow in the right. And here's where, here's where I'd like to really um, put people on the stand, okay? All these people that lie and say, oh, I didn't know or I didn't do it or... I didn't know I you, you weren't supposed to do that. Okay, here's how it works. Let me break it down. If you're a human being, let's say, for example, you're a man that's 30 years old. And let's say that man, like, molests a 9-year-old kid. Okay? That guy knows that he made a choice to molest that kid. The same way... If we were standing there and 50 feet away, hanging on the side of a building, was a hornet nest swarming with angry hornets, and I said to the guy, hey, dude, why don't you go over and stick your hand in the hornet's nest? And he would go, oh, no, that would be wrong. That would be stupid. That that would be of no benefit to me. In fact, that would be painful and idiotic, and no, I know the difference between right and wrong. It would be wrong to stick my hand in that swarming hornet's nest. It would be right for me to stand here where it's safe. So you tell me how an idiot like that 
knows the difference between right and wrong when it comes to a hornet's nest, but yet he pleads, oh, I didn't know you weren't allowed to put your hand down a nine-year-old's pants. There's, there's no difference. It's right and wrong. You make your choices. And this society is just too lenient on these people. And people are in a place in this society where they know it. They know the system is flawed and failing. And they know before they make these horrible choices, they're like, hmm, let's see. If I put my hand down the nine-year-old kid's pants, even if I get caught, it's probably not going to be that bad. You know, A, I'll probably get off. Or I'll do a little bit of time and be out. I move to a new city. I start all over. There's no deterrent. And that's what's really, really sad here, you know. It's like there was a story uh, in the uh, in the in the news uh, today. This happened uh, a couple of days ago, where a JetBlue airplane jet um, got diverted by a storm, landed at an airport it wasn't supposed to land at, but it had to due to weather and safety concerns, and they would not let the people off the plane. They made those people sit on that plane for over seven hours. Seven hours on a little plane. And I heard some lady on the uh, on the news going, uh, oh, my God, it's inhumane. It's inhumane. We're human beings. We're not meat. I mean, there was no food. There was no water. The toilets were backed up. There was a few people with medical conditions. And it's like, who cares about all that stuff? The main thing is, even if there was no medical conditions, if there was if there was tons of water, if there was tons of food, if there was shrimp scampi and pheasant under glass, no one should be made to sit on a plane for even more than an hour. How hard is it to uh, disembark from a plane? How hard is it to shuffle a hundred people or eighty people off a plane and put them in a waiting area. At what point does does an airline or the government who's running the airlines have the right to keep people in a tin can for seven hours? And I don't care how good you could be watching movies, getting a foot massage. Uh uh-uh. uh. That's almost like borderline kidnap. That's like like uh you know, confinement. And I could see it if you were, you know, your plane crash landed out on the ice or you're, you're in a hostile country. This is the United States of America. You're telling me they couldn't wheel up to a gate or open a door and wheel one of those ladders out and say, you know what, people, it's not going to be comfortable, but we got a little waiting area for you. Okay, it's a small little terminal that's not being used. It's a little gate. There's some seats. But you, you can't leave the area, blah, blah, blah. I mean, most airports are ginormous. you telling me they can't find a little area? Or they don't give people the option to even at least go step down and stand on a quiet part of the tarmac? They could, they could wheel the plane to an area where there's, there's no taxiing going on. And they could create a little perimeter where people could get out and have a smoke or... Just walk around or talk, get off the plane. And I've been there, man. I was trapped on a plane for five hours. It landed, 
and they won't let us out. Five hours. It's infuriating. It's maddening. But but uh, it's just uh, it's crazy. They won't let people off probably because of liability reasons. And again, this goes back to my argument that that the, the legal system is so twisted up. There's so much wrong with there's so much manipulation and people trying to squeeze a buck from someone that the airlines would go, you know what, we'd rather keep people on a plane for 12 hours than risk letting someone off and then they turn around and sue us. And that's because not only is the system corrupt, but because it's become so corrupt, everyone within the system, meaning the citizens of the United States of America, have seen how you can manipulate the system. And so many people in the system, now whenever anything goes wrong, they go, hey, this sounds a lot like the time that asshole spilt a coffee in her lap at McDonald's, burned her thighs, and sued McDonald's. This this is a lot like that. I'm going to do that. Now it's my turn to milk the system. Now it's my turn to uh, profit from the system at the expense of the system and everyone in it. It's uh, it's very frustrating and maddening, and, and it just I don't see how it ever gets better. I don't see how it ever goes back to a time and a place. If someone slipped in a supermarket, four people rushed over and helped them up and said, are you okay? Oh, my goodness. You slipped. Isn't that funny? People slip. You know what? If we didn't even have buildings and we were still cave people, okay? If we were still running around the forest with clubs and hunting monkeys, guess what? Cave people probably slipped. In fact, I know they did. I've seen animals slip. Anything living and moving, anything in motion could slip. And the difference between 40 years ago and today is someone slips. It's like, oh, well, I fell. I guess I'll see you in court. That'll be uh, $2 million. Oh, yeah, my, my pelvis is ruined forever. And, oh, you should have you had a slippery floor. Oh. oh, God. How does the system get back to a place where it's, it's civil and it's just and it's... Uh, it's reasonable. Without the reason, everything gets turned around. And, uh, you know, y- you'd be amazed at how much this system is affecting. You may think, Harlan, you're just rambling. You're just rambling on. You've got to bug up your nostril or something. But, uh-uh. If you really took the time to sit down and, and take apart, uh, you know, how much all this uh, liability affects your life and how it's started to secretly, slowly sterilize our society because a lot of the fun in life is being cut out of our society because everyone's afraid of getting sued. Everyone's afraid of the liability aspect. Oh, yeah, man. So here we go. I don't have the answer. I just... All I can do is wish, wish that it could get better, that it could stop. 
But as long as there's people that uh, want to act like a uh, little, little Miss Stupid. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know. How, well, how could I know? And since I didn't know, you're, I'm going to sue you. Tragic. And not the funniest way to end the podcast, okay? But something that's been on my mind has been building up. Maybe you've been thinking the same thing. Or maybe you're like, I wasn't even aware of this crap, Harlan. Thanks for bumming me out, dude. Well, it's all around us. Just open your eyes and you'll see. Um, but enough of that, okay? That's not what we're here for. As you know, we have fun here. Sometimes I get a little, you know, on a rant. And maybe you like it. Some, I think secretly some of you like it. You're like, oh, you go, Harlan. Oh, Harlan, you go, Biosh. Tell it like it is, Biosh. Oh, tell me all about it, Biosh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just throw it all out there, man. Um, but if you do want to get back to the comedy, hey, come on, man. Don't forget that uh, tonight and tomorrow night, I'm at the Comedy Works in Denver, Colorado. And then the following weekend, November 11, 12, and 13, Columbus, Ohio, at the Funny Bone, uh, two great clubs, and uh, they are going to be packed. So get online, get your tickets call the clubs, reserve, um, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. Don't forget, you can call me at 888-500-2090. You can write to harlowilliams.com or uh, go to the store and pick up some fun uh, Christmas merch. As Christmas approaches, we'll have some fun merchandise in the store. And uh, that's it, man. I'm going to go get my mac and cheese on. And uh, until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Whole milk, my man. Whole milk. And spam. <laughs>